Hello and welcome. I am back. I am your host. I am your commissioner. I am Cody Carlicker, and this is the return of the Sinbin Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about draft. We're going to talk a little bit, a lot about week one. I'm going to probably marry the two as I go through each matchup. Um, talk a little bit about what the hell happened in, in Fab this morning. Uh, but before I get to all that stuff, I want to do some house cleaning. I Obviously, last year was a little bit weird, uh, you know, between work and, and having a, a newborn daughter. I uh, was not able to do any podcast last year. And I know based on everybody's feedback, they, they really enjoy the podcast. They like having something to talk about. Um, and that's what, you know, that's what fantasy football is about is getting guys together and, and having a good time. And hey, what's up, dog? Kind of screwing up my, my intro monologue here. Um, I'm, uh, I'm probably going to be doing a lot of these podcasts while I'm walking my dog. Uh, so there might be some background noise because that's about the time I got. But because everybody likes this so much and it gets everybody fired up and it gets, gives somebody something for everybody to look forward to, I'm going to try to do these as much as possible. I can't guarantee it's going to be every week, but I'm, I'm going to try to get them out, like I said, as much as possible. And what would be a, a huge help to me, guys, is... Um, if I could get a few of you guys on, uh, maybe not every week, but if I can, you know, have a phone call and you know, with, with one of you guys each week or most weeks, I think that would help the, the, the production value, the, the interest level uh, in these podcasts and, and keep us talking about fantasy football and get to listen to other people's perspectives besides my own. So I, uh, I hope that you guys will take my calls. Uh, it'll probably be Wednesday nights uh, when I try to do this, maybe Tuesday nights. Uh, we don't need to get together like we did a couple of years ago. Uh, we can just do it over the phone. It, it may not be as good as getting together what it, like we did a couple of years ago, uh, but that's probably what we got to work with. Um, regardless, I, I, I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm committing to, to doing these on a regular basis. Like I said, maybe not every week, but um, hopefully you guys enjoy these as well. So, um, I guess started here. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through, uh, each week one matchup, talk about how I felt about the teams that were drafted, what happened in those matchups. And then we'll probably talk a little bit about fab. So, um, the first matchup that I kind of want to talk about is let's talk about the, the perennial playoff contender, uh, Ryan Downs radio, two times Sinbin fantasy football champion going up against Mike awesome. He finished second last year. Uh, and this one was an ass whoop. 135 essentially to 89 and you know coming out of the draft I, I really liked what Ryan did uh, I liked that I, I was a big I was big on Amari Cooper and Tyler Lockett and he ended up grabbing both those guys I thought they were both pretty undervalued and they both showed out the first week uh, Amari Cooper 32 points Tyler Lockett was 24 and uh, the surprise here was was Tom Brady now obviously I'm a Buccaneers fan um and Brady is typically, um, well, I, I shouldn't say a typically a slow, slow starter. Well, he typically starts hot, but I was really anticipating the Buccaneers to go real run heavy this year, but they came out throwing and I think he threw over 55 times this game and it ended up working out. So that's really what carried radio here. What, uh, what could be concerning though, is the Jacksonville offense. He's got 
James Robinson as his keeper in the seventh round. Obviously, he was hoping that that was going to be a um, a big ticket keeper now that Travis Etienne was hurt this year. Uh, but he in, only ends up with 6.9 points, and Carlos Hyde got a bunch of carries. So it may be a timeshare back there and an offense that looks like garbage. Um, the other issue is Austin Eckler's already banged up again. He's got a hamstring issue. He ended up playing, and he ended up getting a touchdown to, to save his day. Uh, but that, that hamstring is going to bother him for most of the year. Uh, so that's a concern. I really like that draft pick coming out of the first round there. Um, he had the option of either taking Devontae Adams, the first wide receiver off the board, uh, or reaching to get Eckler. Um, he ended up going with Eckler. And those, similar to what happens in a lot of these Sinbin drafts, running backs just fly off the board. Um, I like the pick. With that injury, it makes it a little bit, little bit risky now. We'll see how it pans out. Now, on, on the awesome, awesome end of this, um, team just didn't play well. I think that there's better days ahead. My concern with Mike's team is wide receiver. Uh, I think Mike Evans is pretty touchdown dependent and he's looking like Mike's number one receiver. I wouldn't be surprised if Evans has a really good week two since his week one sucks so bad. Uh, however, in that Buccaneers offense, there's always going to be at least one of those receivers, whether it's Evans, whether it's Godwin, whether it's Antonio Brown, that kind of gets left out. I don't think there's going to be any week where one or all three have a great week. So that's the concern with Mike's Mike's team. Um, Deontay Johnson's probably going to be good, wide receiver two for most of the year. Um, Cortland Sutton's a big question. Uh, Curtis Samuel's hurt. Devontae Parker's a question. Um, the, the good thing about what he's looking at right now is that it's pretty easy to find a wide receiver two on the waiver wire or trade for one, and he does have some running back depth. So... I think there's better days ahead for Mike. Um, he's just got to figure out that wide receiver situation a little bit better. Let's go to let's go to the number one overall pick this year. Uh, Chris Woloka ended up taking an L to Jake Metzger, the perennial butt of everybody's jokes in the league. Uh, but he keeps putting up wins. I think he's been to the playoffs two out of the last three years. He ended up making it to the championship game, losing in, losing to Kevin. Uh, I think three years ago. Um, and he made the play, squeaked into the playoffs last year, but uh, he put up big points this week, 123.5 to 113. Jake gets the win on the on the back of, of Rob Gronkowski. Gronk with a huge week, looking like he was 24 years old out there. Um, very very impressive. I doubt that's going to happen week in week out. Um, I would bet that there's going to be some weeks that. Cameron Brake gets a touchdown. There's going to be some weeks where O.J. Howard shows why he was a first-round pick. Um, and Gronk's old. I mean, it's on, I mean, he's he's probably going to get banged up himself. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks are cautious with him uh, if he does get banged up. Maybe take a few weeks off in the middle of the season to keep him healthy uh, for a hopeful playoff run. But regardless, uh, that's a pretty good pretty good pickup for Jake that week. Uh, Cooper Cup with a big game. Uh, and then obviously Tyreek Hill. Um, any given week, he's going to put up 20, 25, 30 points. That's why he was a first-round pick, you know. So uh, Jake's team, it, it looks like up and down the roster, there's there's not a whole lot of depth that you like, but 
he's going to beat you any given week with guys like Russell Wilson, uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, Cooper Cup. And that the, the big question with Jake is always that running back situation. Seems like uh, where, where everybody in the league drafts running backs high, uh, he zags and goes the other way. Uh, obviously, it hurts that Gus Edwards goes out for the season uh, before the season even starts. But start rolling out Ronald Jones and Devin Singletary and Naheem Hines as his starting running backs. That's, that's going to be tough to overcome. Uh, Waloka side, this is, you know, what's interesting about Waloka is I was sure that he was going to keep Aaron Jones in the second round. That was an option for him. And then pair Derrick Henry or uh, pair Derrick Henry with Aaron Jones, having a very, very uh, scary RB1, RB2 duo. But he ends up keeping Darren Waller in the fifth. Obviously, that looks good this week. Waller outscored Aaron Jones by probably about 20 points. But I think in the long run, Aaron Jones will have more points than Darren Waller. Um, it's just how much do you value having an elite tight end versus uh, a middle, maybe an art, like fifth best running back in the league. I think, I think Aaron Jones has finished as a top three running back last two years. So um, that's why I was pretty high on him. Surprised that Chris didn't go that route. Um, and obviously it didn't pan out. I mean, overall, uh, it didn't matter this week. Uh, he ends up taking the loss. 113 points isn't terrible, um, but not enough to get the job done right now. Uh, his wide receiver situation, I like. Uh, have it, he ended up drafting, I believe, Keenan Allen, A.J. Brown, back-to-back, second and third rounds on that turnaround. Um, once he, er, and, and it looked okay. 14 points for Keenan Allen, 13 for A.J. Brown. Um, just that running back situation didn't work out for him this week with Daryl Henderson and Derrick Henry. I think better days are ahead for Chris, but uh, we'll, we'll see. That's what I'm going to be interested in for the most of the season. Darren Waller versus Aaron Jones. You know, was that a good pick? Will I come back to bite him? I don't know. Uh, let's go to my game, huh? I ended up, <laughs> I ended up squeaking one out against Ned. Uh, feels really good to get that first win under my belt. Uh, that being said, I wasn't very confident about my draft coming out of, uh, of, of Labor Day Monday. Uh, I thought I reached for Odell. It was clear that I did now that he's not even playing in week one. He's questionable for week two. Um, my third running back was, uh, was Leonard Fournette, and I didn't feel too confident about that either. Um, but it does help when, when I have uh, Christian McCaffrey and, and DeAndre Hopkins. You know, if they stay healthy, I'm probably going to be in most most matchups. Uh, my depth is just a big question. Whereas my depth at running backs not um, not great. Uh, Kareem Hunt is my RB two, so as long as he stays involved in that uh, Cleveland offense, I should be fine. But um, we'll see there. And then wide wide receiver two situation is a little bit questionable as well. We got, I got Antonio Brown. He had a big week last week. But is he always going to be the number one target? Is he going to have weeks like Mike Evans had last week? I think so. Um, so that's my question there. Um, regardless, getting the win this week. Uh, I tell you what, guys. I was uh, <laughs> that, uh, that Odell uh, surprise inactive on, on Sunday. I just had a feeling that he wasn't going to play. And everybody, or there was, all the experts were saying that he should be good to go. Uh, but then whenever Cleveland came out and said that it was up to him on whether or not he goes, uh, I just had a weird feeling in my stomach. And because Cleveland was that late game, 
and I didn't have another receiver to throw in there. So I just threw DJ Shark in there. <laughs> and um, I think that's probably the reason that I won. Uh, that and starting Antonio Brown over Leonard Fournette. I had Fournette in the lineup until right before kickoff, swapped it out to Antonio Brown. So most of the time when I make those late switches, it doesn't pan out for me and I end up kicking myself for overanalyzing things. Uh, but for the first time and probably ever, it ended up working out and that sucks for you, Ned, uh, because you had a good week. 130 points doesn't get you a win. That's, that's tough to swallow. Um, and, you know, looking at your team, um, uh, that might be, <laughs> that might, might have been a need, a need or a win that you needed, man. Um, frankly, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not super scared of Ned's team. Stafford as, as his QB1, he's probably a back-end QB1. Uh, Dalvin Cook, obviously, I mean, he's going to be the, one of the best running backs in the league. Um, but I don't know how many guys other than Dalvin Cook really scare me a ton on, on his roster. Um, we'll see. I'm uh, not a big, not big on Mike Davis this year. Uh, Adam Thielen's going to be solid. DK is going to, going to be solid. Uh, that RB2 situation's very questionable with Miles Sanders or, um, like I said, Mike Davis, Sony Michelle's not doing anything. So, so I think Ned's got some work to do, but uh, whenever you have Dalvin Cook, I mean, he could put the team on his back any given week. So uh, I go to 1-0, Ned goes to 0-1, and, uh, and let's move on to the worst matchup of the week. Uh, Cody Billett gets the win over Steve, 90-78. Um, uh, Cody Billick's team, actually, I didn't, I didn't hate Cody's team coming out of the draft. Um, I, don't, I, I, I don't mind taking the best quarterback early, uh, he went Patrick Mahomes, I think, in the – I think he might have went Patrick Mahomes in the second round. Um, but Patrick Mahomes is one of those guys that can put the team on his back in a given week. Throw up 50 points, and there's not much you can do about that whenever a quarterback throws up 40, 50 points. Um, and that's kind of what happened to Steve is, is the rest of Cody's team sucked, but Mahomes put up put up 33, and that's, that's what will do it. Um, I shouldn't say the rest of the team sucked. Josh Jacobs got, got a touchdown late in that Raiders game. Uh, I'm not big on Josh Jacobs this year. I think that timeshare with him and Kenyon Drake um, is, is going to be tough, especially because if you look at the stats, Josh Jacobs was only good because of how many touches he got. Now that he's going to be losing those touches to Kenyon Drake, um, it, it may decrease his fantasy value. Cody Billick did get Aaron Jones to fall to him fifth overall. Obviously, the Packers looked terrible on Sunday, but obviously Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, they're going to get their stuff going probably Monday night against Detroit. So uh, Cody's team might be okay. This might be Cody's first playoff run. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Obviously, um, there could be some questionable management decisions like we've seen from Cody in the past, but uh, I... There's, there's a chance that Cody can make his first playoff run this year. Uh, as for Steve, I, I, once again, I like Steve's team coming out of the draft. It just didn't, didn't really pan out for him. Uh, he ended up getting, grabbing Devontae Adams uh, when radio it took Eckler. Um, his, his running back situation is a little bit questionable with Najee Harris and Damian Harris as his number one and number two. I'm actually probably higher on Damian Harris than what a lot of other people are. The Patriots are going to need to run to win, and they're going to keep feeding him the rock. Uh, we saw that on Sunday. 
Uh, I think the Patriots aren't going to be very good, but regardless, the only way that they're going to win is if they control the clock and control the ball. They're not going to be able to pass it very well. Uh, so I think Damian Harris does have some value there. Uh, Allen Robinson and Devontae Adams is probably the best one-two wide receiver punch in the league. So um, in a passing league, any given week, those two could carry him to victory. So I think Steve's going to be okay. Probably just got the stinker out of the way week one. Uh, I think better days are ahead here. Let's go to uh, let's go to the champion, league champion Jerome Sealing uh, ends up starting the starting the year off with a win, 116 and a half, uh, going over Kevin O'Brien. Kevin only had 87. We'll talk about Kevin here in a little bit. Uh, Jerome, I I wasn't very I wasn't very high on Jerome's draft coming or coming into this. I thought he should have kept David Montgomery in the sixth round. He ended up keeping Josh Allen. I thought uh, getting a surefire RB2 in the sixth was a better value than getting your starting quarterback in the eighth. I think that you could probably get, you probably could have got, I can't remember where I drafted Aaron Rodgers, but I got Jalen Hurts like super late. You know, that could have been somebody that, that he had as a quarterback. Um, he, he ends up running out Antonio Gibson as his RB1, Miles Gaskin as his RB2. Uh, and then the rest of his running back situation is is a little bit bare, right? Looks like Alex Madison's is RB3 and, and Rashad Penny's is RB4. Um, obviously, that changed a little bit with what happened with Fab, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but I, like I said, there was a little bit, a little, uh, there were some things that I was questioning out of Jerome's draft strategy. Regardless, he gets the win. It wasn't because of Josh Allen. It was basically just because Kevin O'Brien sucks. And <laughs> it's because Zeke got stopped by Tampa Bay. Uh, Chris Carson didn't have a day. It was basically Seattle's passing game that, that carried them. And then his, uh, his, his keeper, Justin Jefferson, which I thought was a great keeper in the 12th round, uh, he didn't pan out either as the Vikings kind of stunk it up and lost to Cincinnati on Sunday. So actually coming out of the draft, I was probably highest on Kevin's team uh, compared to anybody. I loved having Justin Jefferson as a as a surefire wide receiver one in the 12th round. Uh, grabbing, grabbing Zeke, grabbing Carson, and, and Trey Sermon, who I thought was going to be a, a great flex player for him. Uh, I, was, I was really high on that, but Sermon was a, was a healthy scratch on Sunday. Who knows if he's actually going to play this coming week. Um, James Conner, who should be a high, or um, at least get some touches. He ends up ceding a lot of work to Chase Edmonds. So Kev's running back situation doesn't look as good as what I thought it might have coming out of the draft. We'll see how things turn out after um, after this week. There should be there could be some things shake up. Maybe James Conner gets some more work. Um, Zeke Shirley will will look better in week two than he did in week one. Uh, Chris Carson, Seattle becomes a running team typically in the second half of the year, so I'm not too concerned about Chris Carson as long as he's healthy. Um, I think Kev's team set up for success, just probably a tough week one. All right, I think I got, yeah, one last matchup. Dan versus, versus Bob. Bob is trying to break out of this playoff drought that he's had, I think, for the last three or four years, uh, and he gets a good start. Beating, beating Dan 129 to 99. Uh, Dan's team not looking very good. Uh, Kirk Cousins has a starting quarterback. I was um, 
questioning Dan's draft strategy, um, waiting on quarterbacks and tight ends the entire draft and just drafting running backs and receivers. So I've tried that in the past as well. And unfortunately, you still actually have to play a quarterback and tight end in your starting lineup. So you have to draft them eventually. And if you're scraping the bottom of the barrel, they're, they're the bottom of the barrel for a reason. So Dan's behind the eight ball there. Hopefully um, he ended up getting Jameis Winston off of Fab, which I think will be a decent option at starting quarterback. He's going to end up throwing up some duds, uh, maybe even getting you negative points some week, but then other weeks he's going to grab you 30. So um, I think more often than not, Jameis is going to be a fine option. But for this week, it didn't look good for Dan. Um, Saquon Barkley, I'm, I'm actually very concerned about him. We'll see what happens Thursday night. But the New York Giants offensive line is terrible, uh, especially for run blocking. Um, I mean, for, for pass blocking as well. But that doesn't bode well for Saquon Barkley if he gets hit before he even gets to the line of scrimmage. The other thing with Saquon Barkley that I don't think a lot of people talk about is he's such a big guy, and it seems like he runs straight up a lot, which gives defenders a big target to, to tackle it. It opens up his legs, and he's coming off a torn ACL. Um, I don't know, man. He, he didn't look good last year before he got hurt either. Uh, he was only averaging like two and a half yards a carry. Um, We'll, we'll see if I'm wrong here. I think a big test will be Thursday night against Washington. Um, but I'm, I'm not high on Saquon this year. I am high on David Montgomery. I think he's going to be good. Um, he can catch the ball. He could, I mean, obviously, he was running well against a, a St. Louis Rams defense that's solid. Uh, I think that's a good pickup. Saquon, or, uh, Stephon Diggs is going to be good. Terry McLaurin is going to be good. Um, it's just, I think, I think Dan's season depends on whether or not Saquon Barkley is going to be, going to be an RB1 or if he's going to average two and a half yards to carry. Uh, last team, let's talk about Bob. Bob, <laughs> Bob did what Bob does during the draft. He reaches for guys. He makes some, some odd picks uh, that don't make any sense. Uh, he ended up, I can't remember if Kyler Murray was the first quarterback taken off the board or not, but if he, if he wasn't, he was right after Patrick Mahomes. And uh, whenever it happened, it was, a, it was a big surprise to everybody. Uh, but kind of like what I was saying about Mahomes, like I, I didn't hate the pick because Kyler can win you a week. You know, in, in a weekly game like fantasy football, um, each each win matters. And if Kyler Murray can single handedly get you one or two, um, that that makes that makes a difference. So um, I, I didn't hate the pick, and he ended up putting putting up thirty three and a half points against a Titans defense that um, everybody knew was questionable, and he took advantage of it. The other thing I really like about Bob's team is that running back combination of Nick Chubb and Jonathan Taylor. Um, I'm not big on Jonathan Taylor, but he ended up keeping him in the third round, and that's probably where he should have been drafted based on based on my rankings. Uh, and then you pair Nick Chubb with that, who's who's going to get fed, especially around the goal line. Uh, that's going to be a solid running back duo to face or to go or to keep week in week out. Now, where it gets weird is he ended up starting Jalen Waddle at wide receiver two this week and i'm not big on rookie wide receivers or rookie tight ends um but it ended up working for him this past week we'll see if Tua's passing gets better throughout the season we'll see if jalen waddle has uh some rookie struggles as he goes along um but it'll be uh 
I, I, I don't love that pick, but we'll, we'll see how it pans out. He does have Jarvis Landry on his bench, um, which I think should probably be the wide receiver too most weeks. Uh, but Bob's going to do what Bob's going to do. There's, uh, there's no way that anybody else is going to tell him to do differently unless, of, of course, his son, who picks his team for him. So... <laughs> Let's, uh, the one thing I wanted to talk about before we get out of here is fab and how crazy everybody went on Elijah Mitchell. Um, Jerome ended up getting him by bidding 81 of his $100, uh, to get a San Francisco 49ers running back. And I know that everybody remembers the, um, how the new England Patriots used to be right five, six years ago. You never knew what new England Patriots running back was going to be the starter in a given week, who's going to be a healthy scratch, who's going to be relevant, uh, or when that guy's just going to get benched. And I kind of think the San Francisco 49ers are the same way. I thought that Raheem Mostert always had a spot, but now that he's down, I'm not completely convinced that Trey Sermon's been usurped by Elijah Mitchell. I'm not completely convinced that Jermichael Hasty isn't going to be the number one running back next week. I... I'm not 100% convinced that the Niners don't just go sign Todd Gurley and and make him the wider or the the running back the starting running back next week. Um, so spending $81 on something that's not a sure thing is super risky. I thought $11 was a little bit high for what I bid, um, but but I thought I needed some running back depth. Um, it's a big risk. Uh, obviously, Jerome, I, I talked about him having some, some running back depth issues. Um, I think that it's a big risk that, that he was willing to take. Um, I mean, he's playing with house money. He is the league champion. However, uh, I think he's going to be behind the eight ball the rest of the year now that he only has $19 left to spend. As far as now, I'm going to the offers report. See if there's anything, any other, any other deals or or bids that were won that was questionable. Um, yeah, Bob trying to save uh, save his wide receiver woes by spending twenty seven dollars on Sammy Watkins. Um, <laughs> based on Sammy Watkins' health history and what he's done in Buffalo and Kansas City. And St. Louis, I think $27 is pretty steep. He's always been a boomer bust wide receiver. Um, obviously, he boomed last week, and Lamar's going to chuck it deep. Uh, but we all, I think we've all kind of figured out Lamar's limitations as a quarterback. And um, I, it's, it's tough for me to, to, to fathom that Sammy Watkins is going to be more than a flex guy. Um, each week and maybe not even that. I think he's probably closer to a wide receiver four that you're never going to know when to start him or when not to. Um, Bob also got Cole Komet with $21. I don't know if anybody else actually bid on Cole Komet. So Bob is already down half of his fab budget on two guys that I don't know if anybody else actually bid money on. So, <laughs> like I said, Bob's going to do what Bob's going to do. Uh, last one I wanted to mention, since I already mentioned uh, Jameis Winston going to going to Dan, which I think is a good pickup. Uh, I ended up picking up the Saints D for 5 bucks, which is a lot for a defense. But if you look at the Saints schedule, it looks pretty easy over the next four weeks, five weeks. Uh, I, I determined that, hey, if you're going to get a starting defense for $5, uh, that you don't have to worry about streaming for the next several weeks. And 
and I know that they have good corners. I know that they get pressure on the quarterback. Uh, as long as they stay healthy and not too many guys got COVID this week, uh, I think that should be a good pickup. I think that about wraps it up, guys. I hope that my voice didn't bore the shit out of you. Uh, I hope that you guys were entertained. I'm sure that some of you guys disagree with my points or my takes. Uh, so I, I hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, I should be able to get a, a podcast in next week. I am not working. Uh, and then the following week, I'll be in Minnesota. Uh, so I should be able to get a podcast in there as well since I won't be on kid duty. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed. Good luck this week and I'll talk to you later.